We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Dear, dear friend and you sweet, sweet soul, did you know you are a walking, breathing miracle? And your body is the sacred vehicle for your soul. Your body is your perfect teacher, your partner, and your friend. It for sure is your friend. Now, are you treating it and appreciating it as such? If you are, you will have a much more enjoyable and empowered human experience. And if not, this show today is for you. Today, I'm going to be talking about a relationship that we all have and we all need as human beings. It is our relationship with our bodies and with food. Eating is necessary, important, and can be an act of self-love, self-loathing, and everything in between. From the time we are born, we are nurtured with and often rewarded with food. Eating can be a complex subject, and though it is something we all need to do, it is also a very personal subject. I was surprised to find out that an estimated 160 million Americans are either obese or greatly overweight. And I'm certain that number is much higher as we consider the people who'd like to lose 20, 10, or 5 pounds. So why is this? Why do so many people eat more than their bodies need to run an optimal and healthy way? I have a couple of theories about this. And as one who's really struggled in my relationship with my body and food, believe me when I tell you, I have thought about, read about, then tortured about, studied, and meditated about the subject a great deal over the years. I had an eating disorder for many years and was actually scared of food. I'd wake up first thing in the morning, be stressed about the subject of eating. At night, I would try to count how many calories I'd consumed. And for a time, I weighed and measured my food. I ate only protein for a while and was so excited when I got down to my ideal weight. But shortly thereafter, I got in a couple of car wrecks because I found out the hard way, our brains need glucose. My life revolved around food and working out. And as a model and actress, my physical self was a commodity and how I made my living. This was no laughing matter and in fact tortured me greatly. I ended up in a school with the intention and goal of being a counselor and was able to be in the seat of the client chair and had the opportunity to look deeply at the subject, my pain, and how to deal with it. Bulimia was a subtle and challenging subject and was a passive aggressive way to try to drop my human form. I realized I was trying to commit suicide in a way that was not overt. I knew for sure I didn't want to have to slip my wrists or take a bunch of pills, but I thought perhaps this way I could escape this human experience. Life hurt and I was not committed to being here. And I think a lot of people are passively, aggressively trying to hurt themselves and trying to escape this experience, trying to avoid or deny their experience here as spiritual beings having a human experience. I really had to sit with this and look at this. A friend of mine said to me, Tammy, are you willing to commit to being human? My knee-jerk response was, no, I'm not. And she goes, but Tammy, you've done the hard work. There's no downside. 
you can just experiment with it for a while. And if it doesn't work, you can go back to this kind of one foot in, one foot out reality that you've been struggling with. So I, I did think about it for about a week. And then I thought, you know, I'm going to go ahead and commit. I'm going to go ahead and say yes to being here and giving it my all. I'm going to say yes to being human. And then I wrote down what this could look like, what this might feel like. What, what could this uh, new way of being possibly um, feel like? And one of the areas that I really uh, delved into was this relationship with my body. What kind of relationship would I like to have with my body and with food? To have this newfound friendship with my body. I decided that I wanted to explore what it meant to be balanced, to really be embodied in this experience, to feel very vitally and vibrantly alive. What does it feel like and look like to eat in a responsible, respectful, grateful way? What does it look like and feel like to love and appreciate every part of myself? What I've come to understand is diets and deprivation don't work. Trying to manipulate ourselves to look a particular way based on a sense of fear and unworthiness, unworthiness and anger, it doesn't work. It's temporary. Nothing and no one likes to be manipulated, including our physical bodies. So to shift from that way of being, of not being committed, being angry with my body for not looking the way that I wanted it to, and um, essentially hating myself, to opening my mind to this new relationship where we're friends, it's taking care of me, I'm taking care of it. I had to contemplate it in my mind before I could start to experience it in my life. And as I did start to think about it, set the intention, contemplate it, I started to live into it. And it did take me on a very different path and a really interesting journey. I do believe when the student's ready, the teacher appears. And I did connect with a wonderful healer and teacher that explained some things to me in a different way, a way that made a lot of sense. He said, you know, Tammy, you're struggling in the area of the second and third chakra. That's a sexuality center in your digestive area and your stomach. And I know that I had really struggled in my relationships. There was a lot of, um, you know, power plays and um, a lot of games. And um, also, I really struggled in the area of my stomach with um, anxiety and digestive issues. He said, you know, you may want to look at what these uh, chakras represent and what you can do to bring them into balance in healthier ways. So I did, and creativity was an important part of the second and third chakra. And I hadn't been creative. And it was scary to think about embarking upon what that meant. Uh, I was gifted a coloring book, and that was a nice putting my toe in the water into 
the uh, realm of creativity. The coloring wasn't scary. It was kind of fun. And I started blending colors. I was like, this is actually kind of enjoyable. And then uh, in school, we started studying about mandalas. And I started coloring mandalas. So then I found myself going to Michael's and looking at uh, colored pencils and then canvases and then paint. And then I started looking at perhaps doing jewelry. And then uh, I started playing with candles. And my creative adventure was underway. And the more I really embarked upon the creativity, the more I found that food was taking its more rightful place as fuel. I wasn't obsessing over it anymore. And I started to understand that anxiety I would feel in the center of my being wasn't because I needed to eat. It was because I needed to express. Finding my particular brand of creative expression has given me a profound and deep fulfillment in a way that food couldn't touch. And as I look around often to the people that may be struggling with their relationship with bodies and food, my question is often, how are they not fulfilled? How are they not expressing themselves creatively? I think these are really two important questions and subjects we can explore for ourselves if there are opportunities to come into a more balanced, healthy relationship with our bodies and with food. Some of the other things that I found that were helpful is um, just slowing down. So often when we are stressed or feeling anxious, we are not present and we're eating in a very um, fast way, a very um, fear-based way. So to really slow down, to be more present, it also takes 20 minutes for our stomachs to realize we're full, that for that communication to happen between our brains and our stomachs. So if we eat slowly, then um, that information can sync up and link up so that we realize we don't need to keep eating. We're not eating voraciously and quickly. So to slow down. I also love something Dolly Parton said. I can have anything I want, but I can't have everything. I can't have all of it. She said, I can have two bites of anything I want, but to also be slow down, to be present. I also think it's very helpful to bless my food, to be grateful for it. You know, when we're running and we're fast, going really fast, and we're not present and grateful, again, we're eating more voraciously and um, in a more fear-based way, to slow down, to be in our loving, to be um, in our gratitude and appreciation for both the food and our bodies, for where it's grown and who's harvested it. I think it's a very important and helpful practice. Also to um, visualize, to spend time and think about what kind of um, relationship you want with your body. What does it look like? What does it feel like to be in this vibrantly healthy body that's at its optimal weight, fit and flexible, appreciative, love-based, thanking the body rather than judging it? Everything in the universe responds better to appreciation than judgment and more positively to love than fear. I think it's also helpful to look at what we are afraid of. My personal fear is that my body would rage out of control and that I would be very overweight and ugly 
and unworthy and unloved. I really had to look at those subjects and go inside. I had to uh, communicate with my inner child and tell her that she was lovable no matter what. I had to have a lot of inner conversations to work out some of my deep-seated anxiety and fear and stress. I realized I didn't trust my body. I did not trust my hunger. And so as I did something called a gestalt, some pretty interesting information, helpful information came forward. So a gestalt is when we have a conversation with either an aspect of ourselves or um, it can be an emotion. It can actually even be another person. Um, it's a term that was coined by Fritz Perls, who was a very well-known and respected psychotherapist in the 50s and 60s. So I would actually talk to the extra weight on my body as um, a different part of myself and say, what are you doing? Why are you stuck to me? And it would say, I'm protecting you. And this is actually a pretty common theme. A lot of women are, are overweight because they have dueling intentions or maybe just want to stay um, hidden, safe, and protected. Perhaps they've been objectified or experienced some abuse. So this is actually a really, really common scenario. So I found that I too had dueling intentions about looking as good as I could. You know, I was afraid to shine my light as brightly as possible and be as beautiful as possible because certain people would look at me with judgment. And um, I played small so um, I could avoid the the unloving um, stares and, and um, the uh, attention from others. But then I came to realize I didn't love me. So in order for this relationship to shift in a really sustainable long-term way, that was the core of it. I need to love myself. I need to appreciate myself and not just my body. I need to appreciate my mind. I need to understand and respect my feelings. I need to cultivate a more congruent, aligned relationship with my soul self. In some ways, I've made my body more important than it was. But I didn't want to make it less important than it was either. I wanted it to take its rightful place in my life as the sacred vehicle to my soul. Something to be appreciated, but it is, it is like a vehicle. And as my identity was just about my body, I did struggle. I did suffer. I had to go deeper and realize the true essence of who I am is this soul self, is this spiritual self, is this creative expression of the divine. And our bodies are simply the cloak for our souls. And the way I'm seeing it now, it's sort of like our body is um, on loan to us by the divine. It's sort of like a car that's being leased. And we want to take good care of it. We want to take loving care of it because it is temporary and we're going to be turning it back in. From dust we come and from dust we will return. And I do want to be in a place of taking good care of it. And when I turn it back in, be um, grateful, appreciative, thankful to the divine for lending it to me, for creating it for me to have this experience on planet Earth and um, to treat it with care and love while I'm here. So 
Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the subject of creativity because, again, I think it's so important and so helpful. And creativity doesn't have to look just like painting or um, drawing. It can look like many different and perhaps infinite different ways. My husband uh, loves the creative expression of a spreadsheet. He's a left brain guy, and that is something that is enjoyable for him, something that I can't imagine, but I'm grateful he likes to do that because we are very different in our creative forms and expressions. I thought the mandala was the end-all, be-all, and I, I convinced him to take a, a class of mine, and uh, he did a great job, and he said, I can see where this is helpful and valuable, but I never want to do it again, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. So we all have to take personal responsibility for our own uh, brand of expression and some things that we can do to explore that, some things you can do if you're not sure what that could look like is, um, you know, that maybe there's a learning annex in your area. Perhaps there's a continuing education, um, community colleges in your area, or you can go online and research creative workshops in your area. There's also a lot of um, online creative uh, classes available where you don't even have to leave the comfort of your own home. So there's a lot available to us by virtue of um, looking into creative expression. And I think it's important um, to realize we're not doing this necessarily for the product or the outcome, but for the process to kind of tap into that spark and that light and that joy within. And when I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, Again, I would just walk through Michael's or Hobby Lobby or Aaron Brothers, but you could also, you know, flip through um, the learning annex or uh, publications in your area and just ask your heart what, what looks like fun, what can bring you joy. And it doesn't have to be logical. In fact, it's better if it's not. Let your joy be your guide. And you don't have to understand why. Just explore what that can look like. What would be fun for the sake of fun? You know, children um, do things for the joy of it, for the playful, creative expression of it. It's like they don't sit around and think, what am I going to do today? It's like, let's play, let's play. What does that look like? And for me as a child, it would look like drawing or coloring or sitting outside and being in nature and creating. And I have come back full circle. That's something that I truly enjoy um, these days. But I took a big break from my creative expression as a child and coming back full circle to some of those things that I'm doing now as an adult. So if you don't know, you can also look at what brought you joy as a child before you bought into um, being an adult and being responsible in the world. What can that fun look like for you? Because the truth is you are worthy of joy. You are worthy of fun, creative expression. And to um, make those pockets of time a priority, I think is so helpful, so valuable. And I don't think I'd be where I'm at in my life, in my healthy relationship with my body, having the kind of prosperity that I have if I hadn't taken that time to figure out what my inner child wanted and how I could start to explore and express my joy. And we touched on this as well. I think it could be so wonderful to talk to your body and send it the energy of gratitude and affection. Have conversations 
of appreciation and prizing for each and every aspect. Thanking your bones for giving you structure. Thanking your muscles for the ability to move you around, to be able to flex, constrict, expand, and move you around. Thank your skin for the protection it gives you. Thank your hormones for regulating your body, your lungs, for the ability to take in oxygen and for being able to distribute this oxygen throughout your body, this wonderful life force. Thank your heart for beating and for moving your blood. Thanking your blood as this incredible, magical life force that moves through you and animates you. Thank your digestive system for being able to assimilate food and to care for all these miraculous functions of your body. It's so interesting to consider what you eat today is your physiology tomorrow. So to really consider what you're eating, be grateful for it and allowing it to nurture you, to nourish you, to create this energy and your physical self through the miracle of eating and having it shift and transform into being your body of the future. Again, you are a walking, breathing, living miracle. Your body is a blessing and a gift, and it deserves to be cared for with reverence, gratitude, and respect. It deserves to be nurtured and nourished. It deserves to be loved and appreciated. You deserve to be loved and nurtured and nourished and appreciated. You are a blessing. You are a gift to this world. And in order for the world to reflect this back to you, your life to reflect this back to you, you need to open your mind to this possibility and maybe lean into um, maybe an up-leveled experience of appreciation of your body, your mind, your soul, yourself. As we truly love ourselves, when we adore ourselves authentically, we naturally and effortlessly and easily make more self-loving choices. Buddha has said, you, as much as any in the, anyone in the world, deserves your own love and affection. And the deeper we go into this affectionate, adoring, appreciative relationship with ourselves, our bodies respond in kind. Our lives become a reflection of this new way of being as we tap in to the truth of who we are as incredible important sacred souls everything in our lives starts to shift for the better as you know yourself as a pinpoint of consciousness that is an expression a unique and incredible beautiful expression of god and you start to enjoy this relationship and start to channel this energy through your body and into your life, you start to ascend and your consciousness and what's reflected back to you starts to improve and life can become a celebration and a joy and you become a blessing to all who know you, to your family, to your friends, your community and the world. And I believe this healing happens 
forward and backwards to past generations, to future generations, and beyond. You have more power than you think. You are more beautiful than you know. And once you accept and believe this, your life will certainly reflect this back to you. You are adored and adorable, precious and priceless. But not until you open your mind to this can you start to believe it and experience it. And then when you do, everything changes. You will be the change. You will be the living example of love in the world. And that is the most important, responsible thing that you or I could ever do. And I have said yes to this journey myself. And I hope you are as well. And I just want to tell you, I'm so grateful for your presence in my life. And I really invite you to be in touch with me. I like doing this show so much. And I love being in friendship and conversation with the people that are listening and hanging out with me. You are a blessing to me and to this world and to Empower Radio. So please, please, please reach out. Be in touch with me at TammyBPhD.com or Facebook or Instagram or email me with questions, thoughts. Um, I am blessed for knowing you. And I hope that uh, I'm opening your mind and heart to the possibility of going deeper into this loving relationship with you, your life, with the divine You are my heart. You are my meditation. You are in my prayers. I adore you. I appreciate you. I hope you adore and appreciate yourself. Be in touch. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.